Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, whenever it is, welcome. This is Con Café, an online devotional. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde, I'm your host, and I welcome you. I pray this finds you doing well, and I pray that God speak to you and bring a blessing to you as we uh, dwell into the Word of God together and try to understand more of what life offers to us when we see it through a perspective of God. Uh, I apologize this did not accompany the written email version of Con Café, but uh, long story, uh, I am in Houston. You may tell, those of you that listen, um, the difference in microphones. Um, the last two days I used uh, an old, old microphone I had, and then I was waiting for a new microphone that I ordered and paid for. Um, so that it would sound a little better and not like I was in a big chamber. And I think this one is doing the part. I hope it is. And it didn't get here till about 10 o'clock at night. And by that time I was already in bed, I went out to check the uh, delivery and there it was, sure enough. And so, um, sorry. But I send a special shout out to those dear uh, Friends that listen to me, some of you while you're enjoying your morning coffee, I hope you are well. And some of you that are driving to work, I hope this didn't come too late to allow you to hear me as you are driving to work. And uh, some of you have discussions with me one-sided, I'm assuming, <laughs> about what I say and what uh, we hear God speaking to us. But regardless, I pray that you uh, are blessed and that God used me to share with you that which... God has shared with me. The devotional is based on Isaiah chapter 50 verses 4 through 9a. I'm using an ancient reverse, reversed, <laughs> revised standard version of the Bible. In a devotional we're calling servant to savior. Hear now friends the word of God. Verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with a word him that is weary. Morning by morning he wakens. He wakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God helps me. Therefore I have not been confounded. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. And we say thanks be to God. Amen. Well, happy Wednesday, Con Café family. May the joys and wonders of life be with you, dear listener, in ways that bless and protect you. I urge you to please continue to pray for those with COVID, for those awaiting their vaccines, for those whose health woes have become yours. May all through prayer be glorified for God's glory. Now, this passage that we're looking at today for Wednesday is for those churches who only do a Palm and Passion Sunday, a combination of the two. I've never been in one of those churches, nor have I ever pastored such of those churches. Uh, all I know is that they don't meet during the week. They don't have a Monday, Thursday service. Usually um, they don't have a good Friday service. They try to get it all done on Sunday. And uh, I'm guessing they have the triumphant entry into Jerusalem with the children bearing the palms. And then they go right to 
readings that help the Good Friday elements blend into one service. I'll reserve comment, if I can, on those churches. You may have already detected I, how I feel about that. Let's just say that as long as I can remember, I have attended or led churches with Good Friday services. And I'm old enough to remember actual Good Friday services at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to coincide with the believed time of the events of our Lord's death. Yes, I'm that old. <laughs> Some of you are as well. Happy birthday. Now, what we're hearing is the prophet writing that which he was told by God to write, as did all the prophets that are included in our scriptures. I would venture to guess that Isaiah, like others, might have thought or even voiced out loud, say what? Our oldest grandson, Liam, at a very early age would say, what did you said? Indeed, what did you said, God? At first reading, he knows that many a word from God serves to sustain or encourage those who are weary and fearful. In other words, the prophet loved that part of his job where he says, listen, God's on our side. God will see us through. Those words are sustained or encouraged were most welcome. But as God's prophet, God's spokesperson, God's mouthpiece, Isaiah learned to awaken early to hear what God may speak to those who would be prophets. John Wesley truly believed that five o'clock in the morning was the connecting hour with God. If you ever get a chance and you're in London, go take a tour of Wesley's Chapel. Beautiful structure still standing from its time. And you'll get to see Wesley's house. Wesley had a very strict rule that if you wanted to eat that day, you had to be at 5 a.m. worship. No questions. If you didn't show up for 5 a.m., you were not to sit at the breakfast table, at the lunch table, or at the supper table. You were banned. <laughs> you had made the choice to sleep in, then find your own food. <laughs> we can discuss uh, that later. But uh, 5 o'clock was special hour. He truly believed that was the 5 a.m. connecting hour with God. And there's something to be said about awakening early to listen and hear and maybe even write what God may be saying at an, hour, at an hour when others are perhaps snoring. Then the narrative that we read shifts to prophetic words. Here's the hard part for the prophet, probably for those who were listening to the prophet, about the coming servant who would suffer for God's sake. Now, you and I know who that servant is or was. The first person dialogue is really geared to what the servant would be saying and thinking. It is evident that the servant is obedient, even to the point of much suffering and shame, and then to the point of death. Shame and spitting could not stop the servant's faithfulness. The servant believes and lives with the confidence of one who knows God is with him. He would not be shamed. He would be vindicated. He even wonders who would be willing to go against him and against God. Truly, he says, and believes the Lord God helps me, who will find me guilty? And that's how this passage ends. Who will find me guilty? Friends, as we near the actual day of Jesus' arrest and trial, you would see the many flaws in the proceedings. Even Herod did not find Jesus guilty of something that was punishable by death in his opinion. He even thought that perhaps the crowd might agree with him and allow Jesus to be the one set free in the traditional pardon of that time. But as we spoke of the crowd in an earlier uh, Con Café this week, 
How quickly did that crowd turn and soon shout for Jesus' death? These were the very ones who had declared him the king of Israel. And as I asked myself, and you probably asked yourself as well, where would we have stood? With the crowd or with the disciples who were terrified that they might be next? Where do you suppose Nicodemus stood? Remember Nick at night? Jesus had that visit from Nicodemus. Where do you think he stood? Where was Joseph of Arimathea, the wealthy man who offered to bury the body of Jesus? Well, I know they had their own opinions and their fears and their desires, as do we. What will we do about them? How will we face our fears? More importantly, how will we face and proclaim and share our faith is the most important question. Now, friends, this period of isolation has affected the views of many regarding their faith. Who would have believed that churches would be an accessible item online? As our own pastor, Matt Pennington, said, who would have thought that I would now be a televangelist? I suspect that many will find it easier to not attend worship in person any longer. I spoke with a dear pastor friend earlier this week, and I reminded him that early in March of last year, he and I were speaking of this thing, and he spoke cheerfully. He said, you know, when this thing is over, we're going to have a party. And well, that was a wonderful idea. I dreamily thought back then, and maybe uh, you even thought that, you know, there's no way this pandemic would go as much as beyond a few months. Yet here we are, starting the second year of this pandemic. Thank God some of us have been vaccinated. And I even thought that something like the old days of community spraying DDT might be feasible with a COVID-killing spray that would negate the need for injections. But yet, I willingly rolled up my sleeve twice and prayed that this would help end this thing. What I do pray is that many will not stray away from Jesus. In fact, it may be that churches being on, online have received many who would not otherwise come to worship. Yet the question posed can only be answered by us, by you and me. Where do we stand in relation to Jesus and all that Jesus did on our behalf? Is he still our Lord and Savior? Has his death still blessed you with the hope and promise of eternal life? Or are you doubting more than ever because of this and that? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, let us join hearts and spirits with you in a stronger faith than when we first entered this period of trial. May we not be jaded in our thinking and hoping may we become those who encourage and sustain others. Lord, may we truly and always celebrate Jesus as our Lord and Savior. May we not shy away from knowing that because your love is so strong, you sent Jesus, your only begotten Son, to take our place and wiped away our sin. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Dear friend, have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Here's your assignment. Shine your faith like a light. Blind the doubt out of someone's eyes today. I pray you receive my blessings of love and peace. And I thank you again for tuning in. I pray if this has blessed you, share it with someone. Let others know the great love God has for them. And let them know the love you have for them in sharing this with them. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.